Hello? Specchio? You've gotta be in there. You've been at it for hours. What's the Master of War gonna do to help anyway? Uh, um, uh, magic? Oh, yeah. That would help. Or he could teach us magic. That would not. Look, maybe there's something in one of these books that can help us out. There's a whole library down there, and Gaspar must have written something useful for this. Like this one. It seems to be about the ash tears, which apparently is Luca's family. If Luca can figure out something about time travel in 1000 AD, we can probably figure something out here. To think that I would have so much time. It's almost impressive how much time there is. The gate to 1000 AD is almost entirely closed, but I can still see bits and pieces from that time period. I'm curious how Luca managed to control the gates, if you can even call it that. I'll have to keep a close eye on her and that whole family. Those ash tears. I think I can expect big things from them. As long as this darn gate stays open. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Zeal Archives, covering the A to Z, that's right, we're in Canada, of the world of Chrono Trigger. Today, as we dig into the archives, we'll be talking about the Ash Tears, or Ash Tears, or however you pronounce that. And by that, I mean we're going to be talking about Luca's family. Not only do I not know how to pronounce Ash Tear, I'm going to say, uh, I didn't know that Luca had a last name until, like, this past year. The interesting thing about doing this podcast is... There's a fine line. There's the entire world of Chrono Trigger, which is a world that I'm not an expert on, but know quite well in terms of the game. But then there's the entire world of Chrono Cross, which adds more to the lore, Mm -hmm. which I believe is where we get the Ashtier name. I think you're right. Researching for this, I was on uh, Chrono Wiki, and it mentioned stuff from Chrono Crisis. She clutched my pearls. I'm like, I didn't know we were putting fed games in. (laughs) And now now I was panicking because there were things about the Chrono series I didn't know. Hopefully by the end of this podcast, I'll know them all. Yeah, and we'll we'll see how that goes in the in the trying to limit our lore to the lore of Chrono Trigger and not the extended Chronoverse, the Chrono Cinematic Universe, the thing that we are all looking forward to. CCU. Yeah. Talking about the Ashtier family is interesting because there are a number of connections that I did not really think too hard about. Like if you kind of read between the lines in the game, you can kind of see Luca's lineage extend back to 600 AD at the very least. Because you have Banta, whose name is an anagram of Tabin, which is not a very strong connection for a familial relation. No. But it's something, and and they're blacksmith. That's a tenuous connection at best. I believe they are similar character sprites also. I think they are the same character sprite, but it's it's a game for the Super Nintendo, like... Sprites are reused over and over and over again, so that's not a that's not a great connection. No, there are lots of people that look like them that are on, that are presumably not in their family. Also, yeah, Banta is most notable in the game because he was the one who built Lean's Bell in 600 AD for King Guardia the 21st, and he would be proud if it were confirmed that he was an Ashtier because, as his wife says, Banta wants to have a daughter who is both beautiful and smart, and Luca has that in Spades. I wonder if he had a daughter who was both beautiful and smart. I, maybe not. 
Maybe he had a son who was beautiful and smart, and he spurned his son. Yeah, if we really go to like 610, we could uh, we could find out the answers to these questions, maybe. So then 400 years and maybe not even a palette swap later? <laughs> I don't I don't think it is a palette swap. We have Tabin. Is it Tabin or Tabin? Uh, if I'm saying it, it's Tabin. <laughs> That's how I read it when I played it for the first time, and until I am corrected, uh, I'll call him Tabin. He just seems to give you stuff every time you meet him. Yeah, and we'll... I've got a little bit about the inventions of the Ashtier family, which one I I find interesting as a point of translation differences, but uh, two I just didn't realize how much stuff they'd invented. Yeah, like I remember, like we talked last episode about the about the Millennial Fair, and it's like they were the impetus for most of it. Yep, it's like uh, yeah, we've got a royal family, a long lineage, like thirty something generations, and only one person who invents anything. And they'll just be the entire focus of the fair. You'd think they would have like a, a sort of um, like a noble title or something for being like near or around the royal family, uh, helping with their ingenuity for that long. Like royal inventrix or inventor or something? Something like that. But I guess there's only like five families who live in Gardia, so like everyone knows what the deal is. I feel like that raises lots of questions about what makes it a kingdom, but... That's definitely a topic for another episode. In addition to Tabin, whose most notable things are giving you stuff and also being fond of, quote, soda, (laughs) you also have Laura, who's Luca's mother and obviously Tabin's wife. And unfortunately, not a lot is known about her other than a terrible accident that occurs to her in 1990, which may or may not cause her to be disabled, maybe, possibly, depending on your choices as a player. I remember finding out about that for the first time. I feel like I played the game quite a few times before I ever stumbled upon this because I hated fighting the zombie guy in the desert so much that oftentimes I just wouldn't do it. But the first time I found out that like uh, Lucas Mother gets crippled and you can stop it, I like I was shook. It's surprising too because like you have to kind of wander around in Lucas' house to find her mother and to even think of her as a character. Not that she isn't, but she doesn't play the same role that Tabin does. You walk into the house, he's there, he gives you stuff. Or he says, oh, Luca, you're home, or, or whatever the case may be. And so you don't get the necessary like character development with Luca until this scene happens, and it comes right out of the blue. Well, yeah, the weird thing is it kind of... Going back to, to Chrono Trigger, did everything and is the, is the pedestal RPG... Um, it kind of like flipped, you know, your knowledge of RPGs on its head because it's, I don't believe it's made explicit to, that she is unable to walk. And 99% of the time in an RPG, when you find an NPC in one position, they will just stay there for the game because that's how NPCs work. Yeah, or they'll continue to walk around in a circle, but like, yeah, if they're fixed, they're fixed. Yeah, uh, like presumably everyone sitting at the bar has working legs, but they don't. we don't see them leave the bar. But yeah, but it turns out she's actually she's in the chair because she can't she can't walk. And then and then in a in a weird bit of like meta text, the code is Lara, but it also works on the Super Nintendo controller. Yes, and in, in Japan it's actually Lala. Oh, interesting. Because R's and L's. The code's even easier in Japan. <laughs> yes, you only need two buttons. <laughs> I remember ma- mistaking that code several times and being very sad. Does Rose still give you the green dream afterwards? 
I thought he gives you something different, but I think he still gives you the green dream. Okay. You just have the added bonus of being sad that you were unable to change <laughs> the past. Like a, a long sense of melancholy, like goes a long way in an RPG. Um, and I always, I always would equip the green dream on Luca for, for that reason. She's the only one that, no, anybody can equip it. I believe. I don't know if I realized that or cared. I'm like, oh, well, she's got to have it. It has story significance to her. Uh, talking a little bit more about story significance, let's go back to those inventions of the Ash Tears because that's not all Luca. It is a lot of Luca. <laughs> but like, let's talk about all the stuff that they've made as a family. As a family. That's the other thing. I don't know how much of it is Luca and how much of it's ta- Tavin. Like, is Tavin just a really inspirational father figure? Or does he make things or is it all Luca? They seem to work well as a team. Yeah, they can both hammer things. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely something that they're both able to do. Um, they would be deadly in a game of whack-a-mole. Yeah. But even if their individual uh, functions are unclear, they work well as a team. Luke also works well as a team with Milkwar. Oh, yeah. She also hammers things there. If only all inventions could be made by just beating the crap out of them. <laughs> as far as the sprites are <laughs> concerned in Carnage Jigger, they are. Yeah. As previously mentioned... Gato, uh, which happens to mean cat in Spanish and Portuguese, was made by someone in the Ashtier family. Uh, in the Japanese, Gato also goes by the name Gonzales. I'm not sure what the connection is there. Uh, the two of them presumably made the telepod. Uh, they made a way to transport folks from one place to another. That is insane. Uh, as long as as long as there are no strange minerals involved. And if they knew about the strange minerals, then they would have invented time travel as well. You know, I hadn't thought about it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, if someone would have just showed up with the pendant, then yeah, time travel would exist in the world of Chrono Trigger. Like, not as a weird side effect. Yeah, and then then Marl would would disappear and Liquid would be like, oh, I kind of knew that was going to happen. But I had to test it for science. That's right. For science. During the research for this episode, I got a lot more detail about certain things in the game that I I just didn't actually pay attention to because I feel like, and we talked about this in the race against time is like, you know, what is, what's your favorite party? And I usually end up picking Chrono, Ayla and uh, Marl. And that doesn't involve Luca. So many of the items that you get from Tabin, the things that he invents, I don't see, or I just get randomly at a point in the game that isn't super relevant. You're like, you're like almost at Lavos and he gives you the Tabin best. You're like, thanks. Yeah, exactly. And I I found out that one, that there is an order to when you get those items. And I also found out how absolutely critical they are when you get them. Yeah, aren't they? They're like really good if you get them like right as soon as you can, right? So uh, in the notes, tab invest you get after you come back from 2300 AD. Uh, It reduces your fire damage by 50%, which is already really good. It increases your speed. Luca is not fast. And Mm -hmm. defense value is 33, which doesn't mean a lot out of context but if you compare it with pretty much all the other armor in the game it gets you going for a large portion of the way dang the helm you get when you return from 65 million bc it's one of the items that increases your magic defense it does it by 10 uh, and it's actually like overall one of like the second best item for magic defense in terms of just like a raw bonus what and similarly it has a pretty good defense value for most of the journey, as long as you don't forget to talk to Tabin, which I absolutely do. He upgrades it, doesn't he? The helmet? 
Yeah. I think it's just another item you get. Uh, and then there's the tap and suit, which you get after you get the epoch. It reduces fire damage by 90%. I do not know if this is accurate because I consulted at least two or three different wikis and mm-hmm. they all gave conflicting answers. Oh boy. It increases your speed by three, which again, Luke is slow, so that's great. It has a defense value of 79, which is not the best, but one of the best. And like, this is just stuff he gives you. Do you have to have Luca to get it? I don't remember. I feel like she needs to be the leader of your party to get it, which might be another reason why I don't receive it. Sorry, can't be the leader. She must be in your party, I think. All right, then of course we have the, as I know them, sunshades uh, that you get as a result of the Sun of Sun when you charge the Moonstone into the Sunstone, which I never understood what they did because they didn't give you a direct stat boost, but they uh, increased the damage you do by 25%. I will obviously remember the Super Nintendo translation fondly because it's the thing I'm most familiar with and, you know, what I played the most, but it was bad. Like there are due to (laughs) like character limitations at the very least. Like, I think if you read the description of the, the sunglasses, it's not helpful. No, I think it says increases attack power. Yeah. And if you put it on your character, then the stats might go to, like, star star, and you're like, okay, what, is, what does that mean? <laughs> I must be, like, crazy powerful, right? Star star? Yeah. And I was like, how are these different from the prism specs? Because the prism specs are, like, increases attack power to max. Um, and I think I think what it is is, is no, it's not an increased critical, because that's the rainbow I'm thinking of. Oh, there's a whole, the, the um, oof, that's its own mess. So speaking of mess, oh yeah, uh, we also have the wonder shot, which also comes from the sunstone. Except this time, Luca makes it for herself and not Tab. Yeah, because apparently, if you want to make a gun, whether it's the Zonker thirty-eight, otherwise <laughs> known as the disposable explosion blast pistol, you need a gun. You talk to Luca. Yeah, attack power of two hundred fifty, which it like. It looks really impressive when you add it to her. Bumps it up, but has a seemingly um, random attack value, which broken down. Stands steal a tenth, a half, normal, two times, or three times damage and a 40% critical. And I believe the criticals are always like good, if I'm recalling correctly. Yeah, I think you're you're right. And I mean, to be fair, most of the time you don't use Luca for attacks anyway, right? Like she should be hardcore dropping those napalms, dropping those fire whirls. Mega bombs, mega bombs, flares, flares, all that stuff. Probably not attacking. Yeah. Uh, but if you are using it to attack, it's like the math is not easy because it's. And I was trying to understand this as a as a lay person. Apparently, the wonder shot works in a way that the amount of damage that she does is based on playtime, but it's not necessarily how long you've been playing the game, and it's not necessarily how long she's been in your party. It's something like how long the system has been turned on, like how long your current play session is. And does it increase or decrease over time? Or is it just like take the last digit? I think that's like the crisis arm. So I don't don't even know. Maybe on a future episode, we'll go into the bizarre formulas of Chrono Trigger. There's a lot of stuff that does like weird damage calculation, which is is interesting. I'm getting flashbacks of the Magicant bat. Casey's bat? Casey's bat, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I appreciate that in an otherwise mundane area of RPGs, there's some amount of innovation going on. Sure. It like 
keeps it keeps it kind of interesting. They hand your FF six, and every attack does nine 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 nine. And so, like, what what uh, what spell do I want to see happen on the screen? The fastest one, so I can get through <laughs> Kefka's tower. Other than the wonder specs, the only thing that we know that definitely was invented by somebody in Lucas' family is the gate key, and that's something for another day. There's a lot there. There's probably tons of other things that the two of them have developed. Possibly a wheelchair. Maybe fireworks? Probably not fireworks. But that's all we managed to find for this week. Hey, G, I got a question for you. What's that? We have these Ash Tears, a family that we've already alluded to as being important to the royal family because otherwise, who else gets a monopoly on the, on the millennial fair, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, like, why are they so special? Yes, they invented a telepod, but theoretically, anybody could have done that. Luca is a great inventor, as is her father, but, like, what, what's going on here? What kind of secret relationship... Do the Ash Tears have with the royal family? And if so, why don't they just clear the air and make them the royal inventors? Yeah, that's weird, right? Because there, there's clearly like some kind of relationship going on between the two families. I think it's because uh, Gardia is a big believer in individual freedoms and they're not being curtailed by uh, by big government. <laughs> do, you, <laughs> do you just go there? Yeah, I did. As a government, that's not so far from being the truth, right? They have a judicial system. Yes, they don't true. necessarily have like an executive branch or a legis or a legislative branch, but they do have a judicial system. Yeah, basically, like no one's putting any um, any restrictions on the Astor family from just inventing like whatever. Like, like there are explosions in their house from time to time, but as you put here in the notes, they have their own island, which I didn't think about until right now. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Did they make a moat? Or, like, did they make the island? Or what happened? It's hard to tell in sprite work, right? Like, we have... Mm -hmm. You can see from the sprite that it's a a house of some size with a fence on an island, and there's a bridge to cross the island. But that could be anywhere from the island is much smaller than you think, with a little cottage on it, to, like, I don't know, some sort of house on the hill, (laughs) watch out, the bridge is out kind of situation, right? Like we can only see, yeah. we can only see a few rooms, but it's also sprite work, so it could be intended to be much larger. I think they got a whole basement of laboratory underneath that island. That's that's where all the the glowy lights come from. The basement. Actually, I do not want to know what inventions are going on in Tavin and Luca's basement. If they suddenly discovered how to do time travel, like what what kind of horrifying experiments are going on down there? What they what they do for science. I'll- I'll also bring up no one else is doing science, it looks like. That's true. In the 400 years since 600 AD, like what advancements have we seen? We have steamships, I believe. Yep. And that's pretty much it. Yes. (laughs) Unknown if they invented steamships or jerky. Jerky existed in 600 AD, so they probably didn't invent it. Well, you got it. You get it from 1,000, and then you bring it back to 600. Doesn't the chef in 600 make it? No, he makes, uh, I don't know what he makes, but you get it from the snail stop. Okay. I don't, I don't think they reverse engineered dehydrators or anything like that. 
And for that matter, in, in 600 AD, the Naga et Bromide exists, a photograph. Yeah, in the Middle Ages. That, we also have that technology that exists in the world, but I'm not sure if it was invented by, uh, by Banta. Maybe he's got mm-hmm. like a little side business. He, he makes bells and blacksmiths other things, and then, you know, he gets you what you need <laughs> for everything else. They, do they have some amount of money to be able to, uh, to have all this equipment or, or resources? That's another great question. I mean, unless there was some sort of material on the island that they have access to that enables them to be extremely wealthy. They must be fairly wealthy because it can't be cheap to, yeah, manufacture all these different things. Maybe they do have uh, some with the royal family. Also, putting the conspiracy hat on, the vortex point also ends at their island. Like in the the DS version of the game? No, in like when you come out of the Hecran cave. Oh, sorry, you're right. Yes. I was thinking of a space-time vortex but you mean like a like the water vortex yeah that connects the two locations in physical space and not in in space-time kind of related to that so the we know that hecran's cave is magical and for some of the characters we know a little bit of their history we know ayla existed before magic but presumably one of her descendants inherited magic in in the age of magic and into antiquity but like are the ash tears descended from the earthbound ones or are they descended from the enlightened ones does that matter insofar as ma- the workings of magic in the world i was gonna say zeal crashed and the implication is that there were no longer going to be divisions between the two of them it looked like they were going to be like form one community i don't know they could have carried on from that point magic could have been lost and then found again uh is magic inherent to the people or is it like a force that exists on the on the world somewhere? Yes. That is definitely a topic for another day. Yeah. Like, how does the world then how does the magic of Chrono Trigger work? Great question. Glad you asked, future listener. We know that Zeal had a lot of it. Yeah. And there was also technology in Zeal. So is it possible that say Dalton is an ancestor of Luca? He seemed to have some ingenuity to him. Yeah, and presumably he built the golems, which you can criticize as being a, a crappy boss or sorry, the golem twins are actually can be very difficult, but wh- at least one of the golems is completely indestructible. And if we're talking about impressive inventions, that sounds like a Luca level of genius. He made a thing that doesn't fly fly. He made two things that don't fly fly. Ooh, right. Like he made the Good epoch. Point. He gave it wings. Yep. And he also made the blackbird. That's right which is a hunk of metal in a world of magic, and he didn't make it fly with magic as far as we know. Then what? Man, I like this theory. I think he's an ancestor, and I would have been more explicit had he not been a villain. Mm. Mm. I think that's something that we're going have to have to dig into a little bit later. There's one tidbit that I wanted to mention, if only mm-hmm. because of your weird Randian <laughs> bit about Luca and the Ash Tears. According to the Chrono Trigger wiki, at chrono.fandom.com, Luca is also uh, a city of northwest Italy, west of Florence. It became a free commune in the 12th century and was later an independent republic. Mm-hmm. It is one of Italy's most conservative and richest cities. And Luca is also the root of many light-oriented words, such as luminescence. So I, I wonder if they intended for Luca potentially to be the light element instead of the fire element or alternatively fire brings light 
That's true. And you've got that connection. I, I think I think Luca Luca being the root of of light uh, linguistically definitely something there. Luca being being an independent wealthy free commune definitely something there as well. That's it. <laughs> What's it? Luca was able to control the gates. Root AF. That's what I just said. No, what I mean is, uh, if Luca learned to control the gates, there's a chance that Gaspar recorded something about it. Okay, but Luca had a workshop and materials to make the gate key. However, she did that. I admit, we may not have much, but we do have the remains of the experiment. Uh, in other words, our epoch may be broke, but we might be able to build a new one sort of it may be a pile of junk right now but I might be able to connect it to the gates if Luca can give us a crash course on time travel yeah let's comb these books to find something when we get back I can see it now the next cast time and space adventures The Zeal Archives is a NixCast production and can be found on most podcatchers or at the source zealarchives.com. If you have comments, criticisms, or kudos for episodes past, present, or future, we are on Twitter and Facebook as Zeal Archives. To learn more about the hosts, TNG, you can also check out thenixcast.com or on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at thenixcast. And now, a special announcement. Begin energy transfer. Huh? The war fields seem to be affected by the pendant. Did I make it back? To that moment? There might still be time. On August 10th and 11th, join me at twitch.tv slash time. Join Chrono, Marl, Robo, Isla, Frog, me, Luca, and a whole cast of other folks from your world in a race against time to stop Lavos and raise money for the Alzheimer's Society of Canada. The Alzheimer's Society of Canada is dedicated to improving the quality of life for folks affected by Alzheimer's disease and other dementias and advancing the search for its causes and cures. Every single cent we raise goes to them. Last year, we broke all of our old records and raised over $1,200. This year, for the Race Against Time, with new guests and new prizes, we want to raise a goal of $1,500. If we can all help out, history as we know it may be changed forever. Please visit raceagainsttime.io for more information about the race or to find out how you can be a part of a future that did not refuse to change. Now, how do I get back? I guess I shouldn't have tinkered with the telepod.